0: Or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Well, hello there, podcast listeners. It's Anna. David, how are you? You are listening to the After Party Pod, that gorgeous theme song you heard, came courtesy of Seth Rothschild. He's very fancy, Rothschild. Maybe you want to follow him on Twitter. He's an incredibly talented musician, and faithful listeners will note that at the end, stick around for the end, you can't stop this podcast before the end because we now have an instrumental version of the song. That's right. If you want to follow Seth on Twitter, it's at Seth Rothschild, R-O-T-H-S, Child, like, the, like a kid. Um, what else do I want to tell you? I want to tell you about our guest this week, a very talented guy named Craig Shoemaker, not Schumacher, which you might want to say for reasons I can't explain, but he is a very successful stand-up comedian who has been sober, For decades and decades, and he has done a lot in his story career. He's been named Comedian of the Year and Funniest Male Stand-Up Comic by various and sundry organizations and institutions. He's been in Scream 2. He's had Comedy Central specials. He's won Emmy Awards. He even has an honorary doctorate in Humanities. I'm not even done. He's been on Parks and Recreation, and he's been on The Bold and the Beautiful. He's published children's books. I'm still listing things. And he has a hit podcast called Laugh It Off, which is on the uh, Toad Hop Network. And he is somebody who is very serious about transforming dysfunction into function or sort of surviving uh, a lot, quite frankly, and thriving. Um, and he he really is an impressive guy and a funny guy those things don't always come in combination so you are about to hear it all, he does energy work um, what that means is that um, he can work with you whether you, you don't even have to be in LA he can do it over Skype and he helps people work through stuff um, spoiler alert, we I think I might have asked him in our interview to do energy work on me and then I think sort of I might have chickened out when waiting for a response Um, I'm not sure I don't always understand my subconscious or my conscious but maybe you guys do maybe you guys can tell me what happened um either way I hope and trust you will enjoy this interview with Craig Shoemaker so Craig here we go all right how are you I'm
1: fantastic
0: we were already having a pretty decent conversation before the we, microphone. We have a which, thing on our
1: podcast called SIFTA, Save It For The Air. Right, and
0: right, And we right. should
1: have done that. We shouldn't have even spoken one word. We
0: All our good shit is out.
1: <laughs> it's but, gone. Good night. Thank you. Well,
0: you disproved the theory that, you know, how, um, well, like, I, I always reference this, but, you know, in Truth or Dare, when Madonna's like, what's the point of doing anything if it's not on camera? So oh, to a comedian, what's the point of talking if you don't have a microphone? I
1: know. I kept looking at your microphone going, turn were, that on. You were Would You it anxiously, I looking at like, what's yes. wrong
0: with this girl? Yeah.
1: How come she's not turning this on right
0: now? <laughs> but you handled it. You spoke like, you know, you gave me some funny stuff.
1: Yeah. And some say. advice. Advice. Typical for an addict. Yes,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> but, and, and then I was sort of defiant about the advice. Typical for an addict. Right, right. And we realized we have the same sobriety date, but not year.
1: That is true. So we're going to be taking cakes together from now on.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you give me mine. I'll give you yours. So
1: in other words, both of us also did it in a ridiculously addictive way. We both got clean and sober at Thanksgiving and Christmas on the rise. Right. The whole holiday season. We're we not. kick it off with sobriety. Which is <laughs> like, I remember those first 90 days were a nightmare. And I kept going, what is wrong with you? Why can't you do it like everyone else? Do
0: January first or
1: the second, right? You know, the first you got to you know you're still hung over and everything. But no, we had to do it like that.
0: Well, that's okay. Mine was different because I got sober May second of two thousand. Okay. And then I was all into it, super into it, but like didn't quite buy into the fact that drug addicts and alcoholics were the same thing. Okay,
1: so you kept to recreationally. No, doing uh, no,
0: I was into it. Okay. And then and buying into this notion that they were all the same thing. And on November eighteenth, it occurred to me that they were not at all the same thing.
1: Uh huh. And
0: that I was. A cocaine addict, I was not an alcoholic, I didn't even like drinking, and I went out that night On a bender. And I had four two bottles of wine, four and a half hits of ecstasy and said nice. Oh, okay, alcohol's a gateway drug. And then <laughs> and so then it was like a year sober when I realized no, I've always just been alcoholic.
1: Right. It's, 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 it's all-encompassing. I say everything from the neck up.
0: So, okay, so that was my experience. What was yours?
1: Yeah. I had something similar. I was sober in uh, uh, March of 87. And I couldn't quite get it. I did. I when I speak, I talk about this. I did the reverse program uh-huh. first, like this dyslexic version. What's that? I started in with the thirteenth step. Is a girl <laughs> I was sleeping with took me to my first meeting. Right. I, don't I know if that with, counts
0: as that's a very creative 13.
1: Okay, I know. I know. I'm right. creative. You're. I'm you're, in the creative right, arts, right, so I'm yeah. going to do things a little different. Right, right, and then right. and including the way I worked the program. Then I started with twelve. The minute I went to my first meeting, I went back to Philadelphia and said, "You're all alcoholics. Right. 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 Follow." me to the promised land. I have found sobriety. People love
0: that shit. They,
1: oh, yeah. they you followed know what, you. You know what? Uh, 25 years later, they're still there with me. <laughs> Not a one. Yeah, <laughs> Not a like, single what one.
0: What the fuck is wrong with him?
1: <laughs> I know. I was, lost as a matter of fact, it. that's when I went out. Was I went back to Philadelphia where everything had been created in my life, including my My whole identity was there was stuff called the shoe zone, you know, the twilight zone. It means you get sucked into the shoe zone, take your own car because you are going to be, because I would take my car and then I knew all the after hours, all the rope people in Philadelphia. And that meant you're hitchhiking home from Alaska because something's going to go go down. Yeah. You're sucked into the shoe zone. And what's really weird is I'm, I'm I'm still friends with my buddies from kindergarten, third grade and everything in Philly. And to this day, they will take a separate car. I'm not getting sucked in the shoe zone. Like, I go, I'm sober, you right, idiot. Right, right. <laughs> we're not gonna go out that late. Or wait, we might, but we're just gonna laugh this time. Right. That's our high.
0: And you might it, drive them home.
1: And I will definitely drive them home. I'm always the designated driver now, yeah, which is ironic that the shoe zone of all people.
0: the driver. Yeah,
1: and I love that these things were named after me, but I, but I, um, and also Cregan, that I means if you're really stoned and you're in a catatonic state, <gasps> and they go, look, he's Cregan. He, like you you sort of hear them and you're aware that they're there, but you're also just off in your own world. That's called Cregan.
0: Can we talk about that state for a minute? Because I hate that state.
1: Oh, I hated it too, but I kept doing it thinking the next one would be good. Right,
0: right. I, that's why I always hated pot though. Like yeah. it would, at one hit and I would be yeah. insane. Yeah, and, and, be and like, paranoid. So, well, my paranoia, like I yeah. think our true paranoia has come out. Mine yeah. was, I was fixated on one thing. It was... Nobody understands anything I'm saying, and they all think I'm insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was yours too. Well, I thought that, uh, I also thought they were going to hurt me. I added that oh, to it. Oh, See, so you're a female, that probably didn't happen as much. Right, right. Me hanging right. out with the guys, you're going to get some bong hits. I mean, I'm talking about hit you with a bong, right. <laughs> especially in Philadelphia or bong water, or something's gonna happen that's right. not good. So this was
0: a reasonable paranoia. You're saying?
1: Well, yeah, um, it was based on um, experience, strength, and hope, or not, no hope. But I mean, I, they kept going. With I mean, it was like, you know, are you feeling all boxed in? They would do that yeah, one with you. Yeah, no,
0: my friends would fuck with me too. They in did high that. School. And it was like, yeah, I remember having this so-called friend who would yeah. do this thing where you can't see it on the recording, but she would like be like, like look at me Ooh. and like make a crazy yeah. face. Yeah. Knowing I was so high. Knowing
1: that I, I was going to freak you out.
0: For, and then she'd be like, what?
1: Yeah, of course. Oh
0: my god, how could you do that to a person? They,
1: they, Well, my friends, they did that on a regular basis. And then if you would get in that catatonic state yeah, when you're just like freaking out or sometimes you're in a little bit of euphoria. No, I, I
0: always skipped that part.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I know. But it was sort of like, you know, when you're way, way gone and you're just uh, uh, that was called Craig. And what was great about it was other people could be Craig. Right, right, right. That was really cool. I yeah. was like, hey, he's Craig. That's named after
0: Catatonic state was named after this. Who can say that? (laughs)
1: This was my fame. This is where (laughs) this is where my fame was going to exist at one point. If I didn't get clean and sober, I'd still be just the shoe zone. There would be no Emmys and everything else.
0: Maybe they can still pass that along, even though you're sober. They can teach it to their kids.
1: But yeah, you want to be Craigan? No, I don't want anybody to ever be (laughs) Craigan.
0: Let's call Craigan like let's rename
1: it. And the shoe zone—that's another one. Yeah, you know. But I actually so I went back to Philadelphia. during, uh, well, it was actually November 18th, also Look the same as you.
0: Right, but 87? And or what and year? This is
1: 87, right. and, and I had been sober, and um, they said, Where's the old shoe? You know, that's my nickname in Philadelphia. Right. That's, and in Philadelphia, that's where they, they shorten your name. Yeah, okay. Immediately, that's your nickname. It's a shoemaker's shoe, Ceramius is Ceram, Steve Wartenberg is Wart. I mean, Scott Astor wasn't fond of this method, right, but he dealt right, with it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Tony Puccini had to move, <laughs> but anyway, we, uh, we, you know, where's the shoe? Where's the? So they were used to. I'm the lampshade on the head. Drum. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm the, the the life of the party, and they were saying basically, we missed the old shoe because you know I still wasn't really firm in what on the fun that could happen in sobriety. Right. I wasn't really clear with it, and I had no sober friends.
0: Right. Zero. Right.
1: None were following me to the promised land. Right so I was like I'll show you my sister also we all went out my sisters a drunk and I took the microphone over of a band, and I just started doing right. all the shoe stuff that I ever did. Now I'm drinking. I'm back. Right. And what was really funny to see their eyes, I still recall their eyes going, whoa, 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 shoe to that point, not to the point you're about to go to. Because right, right, sure right. enough, there we are at the Black Banana After Hours Bar. Right. You know, I'm hitting up the Coke dealer, the right. old Coke. Hey, how you been? I'm back from L.A. Right. Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's have some of that Philly Coke. I miss it. Right. And now we're hitchhiking home. <laughs> you know, it's, and it was on. I woke up the next morning uh, with literally a a box spring of, uh, you know, a sofa bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was poking me in in the ass next to a naked Ah. woman in my sister's apartment. And... um, that's when I was sprung into sobriety. That so awful. <laughs> so you woke up. I still remember uh, who was next to me. At least she was female and pretty decent looking. Right? Could be. So uh, much and of course I was nude. I always was nude. I'm um, nude is always a part of my story. Oh, but you just
0: took your clothes off. Always. Not at the bar with the.
1: Oh, always. The, no, the mic. my clothes off. Uh, I, w- I went through a fountain one time. Uh,
0: right, right, right.
1: I wasn't even drunk that day. I just did it to do it for a <laughs> dare. Me and my that comedy was like buddies. Yesterday. Oh yeah, I was in Florida. We just take. <laughs> your clothes off that was my dare was you be naked you have to do one lap in this fountain
0: you're like that's a dare that's a sunday morning
1: was, yeah and i'll collect some money on the way just <laughs> like i did when i was a kid so i got in there i did the breaststroke and uh, I, I looked good <laughs> so,
0: have you been arrested for your nudity
1: uh yeah i've been taken in sometimes we used to streak a lot i was really big and uh you know I, one one time we we were really stone. And when we were stone, we would create things. By the way, I had the fort. I, was, I always had this converted garage. It was called the Dungeon. Right. And it was called the Dungeon Gang, also named after me. Okay, was this and your this
0: parents' home? My, this my mom, mom?
1: I, I only had a mom, and um, uh, my dad left when I was born. Right. Something right. I said. Whah. But that, he was gone. But right. anyway, I. Uh, was with my mom? We used to get evicted all the time. Right. But I used to think the word "evict" meant move. Like they were the same right, word. Right. Mom, here's the eviction truck, and we would go again. But there's one place on Highland Avenue outside of Philadelphia, and we had this converted garage. I converted it into this thing. It was like a shrine to beer. We had these uh, pyramids of every beer from all over the world. I was so proud of myself. For a
0: teenager, that's a dream. Oh, 15 true. years old, yeah. and it
1: was like it was like bowing in a temple
0: right you got
1: you got the new low and brow i mean whoa. Right, 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 right. i can tell you all the songs schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one these are the songs that i know by the way <laughs> these
0: are songs you guys made up these were no
1: commercials? no these are commercials okay, okay. i live for and the, you would
0: sing the commercials in the absolutely. in the fort. could
1: it be low and Brow? oh
0: i, mean, I remember that we,
1: one <laughs> could it be we knew all the commercials but we had every beer from all over and we your would, mom could, was
0: just cool with this
1: my mom would go to the door and no further right she didn't want to know what was going on as a matter of fact one of the quotes my mom would have was she would go you hear this right craig i smell grass <laughs> and my friends my friends would go it's your old lady man it's your old lady <laughs> we didn't care because we knew she wasn't gonna do anything to right, me right. and she didn't want to come in right so she'd go, i smell grass and uh so and we had this had these uh extension cords all put together and they were like duct taped like you know Cheech and Chong electricians did this right. number I ran them under the ground into the basement into a light socket through water and everything I don't know how we lived right and this was the dungeon and we were the only gang with shelter because we could we were, we were 24-7 with the dungeon right and right, we would right. just come up with plans in there like what are we going to do so we get stoned we get drunk and one day we used to like make fun of people, Not, uh, each other. It was terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. just rip on each other. But mm-hmm. one day we decided, let's walk up the people's doors and make fun of them. <laughs> just okay. And then I have to add. While we're nude oh my god! So we're going to make fun of them While right. we're nude Meanwhile I have no package whatsoever right. at that time I hadn't hit puberty I have right. a wall switch right. That's what I'm rocking A right. wall switch for a crotch And uh, we did it we, we, The three of us We also had this thing that we came up with When we are still Hee-hee. That was when you were doing something really bad We thought that was going to catch on Like what's up We and thought that, that this was so going to be it, it may be after being on your podcast Yeah
0: seriously live. Can change. you try it now Hee-hee. Listeners <laughs> Let we me see it, it Oh, me? Yeah, do I have yeah to do of it? course, yes. I, do I have to make that? We used
1: to have, face? have girls. do You don't have to do the face. I have an expression face, but go ahead.
0: I don't know. Okay,
1: hold on. Not. <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> not bad. 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 I went
0: a little higher.
1: But you're a woman. It's, you're it's supposed hard to go higher. To do
0: I mean I do I'm not saying it can't take off.
1: We thought we thought this was going to be the thing and. You so, don't really
0: make money off of things like that. You do.
1: The guys from WhatsApp—they made money on the Budweiser commercials. Okay, we thought okay. we would do Schaefer, right, <laughs> right, right. you know, commercials.
0: <laughs> I like that you were so entrepreneurial. We in your were. <laughs> I mean, you really were. You don't
1: even know. You don't even know. We can get into that whole thing. I still remain entrepreneurial.
0: Right, right, right. Or
1: whacked, or however you want to look at it. But uh, there's nothing that I'll stop it. So then we would walk up to the door, mm-hmm. like, and then Cerami's the getaway car. Me, George, and Tommy get out. We're fully naked. Right. All our clothes are in Cerami's car. And we knock on the door. And we had a whole rehearsed thing. Like, right. you say this when they answer. I'll say this. You know, like it was a whole script.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And then she opens up the door, this real rich neighborhood. And she, we freeze. No one says anything. And she just goes, ah! And then, and then all of a sudden, I start doing my penis helicopter, which was always a classic. You know, f- 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 you know, make my penis go around. And what was she doing? I'm going. And she's screaming. And I'm just going. Oh my <laughs> and George is making fun of her. Look at that bird's nest on your head. So, then we ran because she starts calling for her for her husband. Yeah. Cerami takes off in the getaway car. Nice. But he's doing the same miles an hours. We're running naked, and we're going. Come on, man. It's not funny. It's not funny. Stop. 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 He's a um, So we jumped. I turned jumped in the car george gets on the hood of the car and we took him for the ride of his life naked, <laughs> naked. And then it wasn't funny he looks in he's said, like, please stop i'll rip this wiper off and then ceramic turns it on <laughs> you asshole <laughs> it's like it's like tossing him around on the hood we drove through the basketball courts and then finally he, he i'll never forget this line i'm, I'm howling in the backseat he looks, he's like disheveled. He's looking in the windshield. He goes, please let me in. I'm going to get caught. I won't get the Naval Academy. <laughs> he's thinking of higher education. He's stone right. drunk and nude on the hood a of a car. he's
0: concerned about his future no matter what,
1: George. <laughs> George. George the megaphone. Did he make him.
0: it to the Naval Academy? He never
1: made it to because that. Because
0: of that nude car wreck.
1: Actually, he remained a drunk. Really? He did remain a drunk. Did yes. those
0: other? Did the other gang members all keep drinking?
1: Yeah, yeah, they all do. And I, I still hang out with them. As a matter of fact, I, I organize the trip. Even though I live in L.A., we go away every year, wow. uh, once a year. Uh, we find a place and we hee he it up, you know. You and bring laugh. The
0: families and everything. No, just the boys. Just the boys. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, I mean, we had new laughs this year. I went to a steakhouse in shorts, and the guy had to take me away. So I'm still that's the shoe the zone. New, the
0: new crazy. Yeah, that's the shorts. new crazy.
1: I wore shorts and a t-shirt, and they had to go dress me in this beautiful steakhouse in Tampa. They put a suit jacket on me, and my friends are howling laughing. But I have
0: a question because I feel like I think it would be really hard to hang out with a bunch of drama. No. No. Not. And I think people think that. I think people assume if they get sober, that's it. Like, you got to hang out with sober people only and that kind of thing. Well,
1: I mean, listen, when I first got sober, look at the business I'm in. You haven't even mentioned that. I'm a stand-up comedian for 30-some years. Right
0: with addiction.
1: Not only that. I mean, yeah, I look at the walls of the Atlanta punchline, for instance, all these 8x10s of people that I worked with, and it's like, dead, 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 where the hell's he? Probably drunk. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's unbelievable, the list of, of people that have died from this addiction in the stand-up business. But we're fed free everything right. every day. Right. We right. could have free booze, right. free drugs.
0: Right.
1: You know, or almost. Hey, I'll get you tickets to my show. You know? Right, 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 right. We used to be paid. they said, say, you want white or green?
0: Dang, I never heard that.
1: You want white or green? And we go... How about a half and half? (laughs) not,
0: Not literally, like instead of money.
1: Oh yeah. No, we'd be paid. Okay, in so Coke how much
0: would you get? You get money. like you'd get like a gram or an ounce.
1: No, it was more than that. Uh, you know. Well, yeah,
0: your comedy's good. I'm You're a big, w- com- yeah, big comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I but, apologize, but yeah, but- yeah
1: my the, one of the guys paid me uh, and the first time I did it. Free base. You, they, we free base.
0: That guy's not fucking around.
1: I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but yeah, he well. he showed up in the room, but I didn't even know yeah. what it was. And he showed up in the room with a torch and a giant mirror and these chemicals. And, and you going, did it. Well, of course I. I did it. So I did you, anything. Okay, so I you, did anything. So that
0: was your thing. You were like...
1: Anything. With garbage the, with can. The,
0: with the boys, it was drinking and pot. And then you graduated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so then you came to LA. Literally. I graduated high school. Yeah. Right to Coke and lewds, acid. Oh,
0: yeah. I miss the quaaludes thing.
1: You missed it. Well, we had that down the street. Actually, we knew Peter Rohrer. It was Rohrer 714s. That right. was in Philly.
0: Okay. I don't, I'm don't sorry. My ignorance They're called Rohrer. That. That was That's the, the chemical company.
1: Rohrer Seven Fourteen. Oh. And uh, those were the type of ludes that you took. And
0: Apparently, that- those were the were amazing.
1: Well, yeah, amazingly, uh, you know, threw me into another loop, a whole other right. type of loop. Everything always just heightened my paranoia, except for booze. That right. was the only thing that didn't heighten my paranoia.
0: Right.
1: That just took me into another place of just craziness. But uh, it all it all just served the purpose of take me out of this body right. and put me in another one.
0: And so talk to me about that. So why, why do you think, um, do you think you, you were just born an alcoholic, an addict, or you know, you were trying to escape, you know, pain or...
1: It's a theoretical thing and i've thought about it through all these years of sobriety and you know what i'm i just treat it like you know i act as if you know like let's say there's people that do more Mm -hmm. more than i did Mm -hmm. and i could tell stories where people go oh my god i would never go that far and i tell other stories to other people and they go that was nothing nothing. you know i spilled more than you drank you know that kind of thing it doesn't matter what matters is you know we all it's it's a self-diagnosed disease and even if it is a disease i don't know if it's a disease i don't know these things for sure right i do know this i do know that if I stayed on that path, most likely I would not only not be here alive, but I definitely would not have the success that I have. Right. I wouldn't be able to embrace it. I wouldn't be able to to further my uh, consciousness. Right. And it all led to that. This was the base for that. Right. So if I had to even fake it that I'm an alcoholic. Right.
0: Right. This right. This is right.
1: such a better way to live. Fuck yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> It, it, what's that?
0: I keep saying fuck. I think it's like I'm around a random comedian I'm just going to keep saying fuck. I have no idea. I've never said it as much as I've said it. Really?
1: I'm purposely not just in case you broadcast this. Well, well, <laughs> I've been trained in not saying it.
0: Well, uh, this which is, is really podcast weird. land. I know,
1: just... but I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it.
0: Right, right. Because
1: I really want to, uh, first of all, you know, you in the podcast land, it could lead, lead to radio land. True. and the second that they hear that, a radio station hire... it's yeah, me, yeah. Is not going to hire. over Yeah, yeah. Not that you were going to go down that road. I well,
0: don't, don't curse me. Maybe I could. Okay, Miss Radio
1: to... Potty Mouth. <laughs> but
0: do you want to know something interesting? Like, yeah. uh, I went to a life coach uh, a few years ago in New York, yeah. and he was this very revered Israeli life life coach. Uh-huh. And he said to me, "Your life is going to be profoundly better if you do stop doing three things. Stop." complaining, Mm -hmm. gossiping, and swearing.
1: Wow. And
0: I was like, I understood the gossiping and complaining thing, because that's sort of like, you know, sobriety, we try Mm. not to do those things, but the swearing thing, I was so so like, that's ridiculous, how is that going to make me happier? And so I committed to trying to do it, and the crazy thing is, it was so easy. I immediately yeah. just stopped swearing. Yeah. And I started whenever someone swear swore it felt like it felt like they were punching me in the face. It felt wow. like the most aggressive act. But, but I, now
1: you're back punching people.
0: Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> it feels very benign when you're doing it, you know? Yeah.
1: it's it's a strange thing. I swear on stage mm-hmm. and yet I'm hired corporately to not swear. Right. So you at know how not to, one. And, and I do how know how to how do it. it. Yeah. But it is absolutely there's no question. Uh, Well, I have different feelings about it. First of all, I think it's the most harmless thing ever. Right. I mean, uh, I talk about this. I say, you know, you watch the news. And, you know, comedians, we're the... Like, we're literally the court jesters of today right. and with so little respect for comedians. And we're, we're the first ones that people come down on if you say something controversial or drop an F-bomb. I say, what's worse, the news you're talking about, real bombing of real people right. or me dropping an F-bomb? Right. What's going to send a kid to a top of a tower with a rifle? Right. Craig Schumacher said F on The Tonight Show. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's because they're desensitized by the stuff that we do mindlessly right. accept. And you think about, it, I mean, you know, if I called you a fnufna, right, mm-hmm. a fnufna, mm-hmm. right? You're a fnufna. That could be the worst thing I could call you in my language. Right. It's all intent. It I doesn't know, matter. It doesn't matter. If I have to, ex- I have kids. That's, that's, what that's I was how I ask. regard, I, a lot of things have to go through that um, prism now. Right. My child, if he says to me that he saw on a talk show or news, if he turns to me and says he's really little, He's gonna be more destroyed on Daddy, what does rape mean? Right. Than daddy, you know, that guy cursed. Right. By the way, my son charges me a dollar a Dollar oh. a curse. Oh, really? So that'll stop you too. Right, right, right. If you were around him today you would already own twenty three bucks. Well, I
0: sometimes seem to charge
1: anybody who comes in his path. Oh no, no no question. It's hysterical. People he just meets. Right, right. I right. know a lot of adults are like oblivious to kids if they don't have kids. Right, so he'll right. be like in a back seat, not even heard from and I'll be in the front seat with some, some guy who's just meeting him. He's right. cursing up a storm. He's back there going, Dollar Does and the he... guy's looking at him going, Who are you? The guy pays. They I'd say half the people pay, some of he's my cheap half, friends there's no way. <laughs>
0: A serious, like lot of money.
1: He better because it ain't gonna come from me. As his so, mother took it all. <laughs>
0: okay, wait. So I, like, you were on such a good path, and then I sidetracked you with all this cussing.
1: There's a lot of sidetracks. Um, That's okay. That's the way I roll.
0: So okay, and so you were, you were drinking, you were doing drugs, you were out here. You came out to L.A. What year?
1: Oh, I uh, came out in '86. Funny drunk story about that. Only I came lasted out a year. Yeah, I came out thinking that this was like, oh my god, I'll really be able to do cocaine. Right. Right. Easily. LA. And so I get invited to a place called Vertigo with my buddy I went to Temple with and, oh. and back in Philly. By
0: the way, yeah. Tom Sizemore, Temple graduate. Also
1: Temple. That's yep. exactly right. Yep. And uh, Hall & Oates and Bob Saget oh, and Bill Cosby. Uh, a lot of people went to Temple. This guy's a big publicist, so he gets us invited. So you have to understand, I'm like this poor kid from Philadelphia. Right. Oh, my God, here we are. And I we get in, we have dinner with the owner of Vertigo, which is the popular club. I mean, at the time, I'll tell you how long ago it was, Brigitte Nielsen was there, we you know, with it Eddie it Murphy, says, and yeah. like, this was like the place to go. And I whip out the Coke on the table, and he says, uh, uh, we, we better not do it on the table. I go, come on, it's L.A., baby. And right. he had been here already a couple of years. He goes, no, let's." We'll, we went in the bathroom, and yeah. we go to the bathroom in the stall, and then boom, they bust in. And they go, that's it for you guys. And they take us out by the scruff of our neck like I'm a dog, you know, with like a, a basset hound. Right, right, right. So here are the same people I passed on the way in, like, ha, 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 velvet rope people. I, they now literally kicked me in the ass. They said, these guys are out of here. And they, th- the guy took a foot to my ass. And that was my intro to L.A. But that's actually
0: <laughs> insane. In 1986... I would think that cocaine was flowing from, you know, the faucets well, in the bathroom. Well,
1: you would think that, and I thought that, too. You That's were wrong. what makes both of us ignorant. Well, were, that, <laughs> that was just
0: bad luck. No, it wasn't.
1: It wasn't the case. Okay, we thought okay, that it was because okay. you and I watched the movies. Right. And we're going, hey, you know, it's Scarface time. You know, right. Right, Say hello to my little friend. I mean, I'm going, this is great. I'm going to have freedom to do all the drugs I want in L.A. And when I moved, I, you know, because Philly's more, you know, beer and lewd. Right. I'm like, this is fantastic for cocaine, but it wasn't the case. So
0: you arguably got your big wake-up call the first night you went out in L.A. It was
1: one of, Yeah, it was one of the first nights I went out in L.A., and it went from, like, you know, <laughs> just, I went from, the it's typical me, I went from the top to the very bottom. <laughs> in like an hour. In like an hour, exactly, that's all it took me. I had dinner with the owner and everything, right, and right, my right. buddy, who was not an addict, even though he was doing it with me, right, right, right. he responded a completely different way. As they're grabbing me by the neck, I'm going, hey, get off of me. I'm starting a Philly fight with him. And he's, right. going, you know, he's like really, real effeminate too. He goes, just keep walking, right. keep walking. And he wouldn't look up because right. he was humiliated. He was, we still talk about it. Right, he still a right, buddy right. of mine. But, uh, right. yeah, I mean, it's just your, your perspective is different yeah. once you're, you know, once you do move to L.A. I mean, everything became different. And then I did get, I got clean pretty fast, though.
0: Yeah. So, what happened? I mean, because you didn't what you didn't talk about in terms of the life changes is depression. Wasn't depression a huge issue when you were drinking and doing drugs?
1: I don't know again, uh, you know I am a I am my doctorate, I'm a doctor, but I don't like to diagnose things, and I also think that there's a lot of power in words. In labels, okay? I mean, I'm real not into labels, except for GMOs. Uh, But, but, uh, you know, when people label people, I mean, I even had a difficulty with the word alcoholic, and so did my friends.
0: Right, right, right. And
1: I said, uh, like, I remember my friend Steve, he says, you know, know, I'm so happy and proud for you because he started to notice the changes.
0: Yeah.
1: He says... uh, he goes, God, you've really changed more than anyone I've ever met. Yeah. He goes, I can't believe the new shoe. Yeah. He goes, because, but I have a problem with the word alcoholic. And I said, so you're telling me I'm, I've become... Transform and is a great guy, but I call myself an alcoholic. If I call myself, you know, microphone,
0: right, right, right,
1: and it got me to there, who cares? Call yourself that, right, You know what right, I mean? Right. So it is a matter of semantics, it's a matter of the wording of what the uh, words have such meaning and attachment, right? So once I started not attaching certain meanings to depression or even illness of, uh, of a cold or whatever it is, I moved so fast through it that I end up not, that what manifests is great health. Is That's what I really keep, those are the words I use, are great health, fitness, right. uh, and so on, serenity, and these, these become part of me, rather than focusing on the depression. Right. Uh, obviously, I come from, I mean, I come from like, a lot of stuff, I right. mean, I was uh, kidnapped and molested, I was, you know, uh, abused, uh, both parents still don't speak to me, I mean, no love, no support. So all of those things could have made me into another word that I don't like is victim. Right, right, right. And yet it's the opposite. But I have a question. It's made me into somebody completely different.
0: I totally understand that and I agree with that. But, But using words... I mean, I, and I would almost argue that depression doesn't totally fall into I mean for me remembering how depressed I was mm-hmm. helps keep me so grateful about what I'm doing today
1: but isn't that also incompre- incomprehensibly demoralized is also a form of depression yeah. it's like m- miserable pissed off raging these are all things that are all but, part of it aren't isn't it all encompassing so to take the one word you but know, think, but the for one me, word. Are we having an the, argument now? we Are going to have an argument are we I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm not love afraid it. to throw it out. I know you're not. I can already. I just met you and I can tell. <laughs> I saw in your eyes how you're really. I could go on to funny shit, but you're going, oh, man.
0: Uh, no, by the I, way. I, I want to get
1: I, into this conversation no, here. No, no. This is as bad as the microphones in the beginning. You're yeah, fighting me on this that. This
0: is second fucking <laughs> Look, you're way on my spirit side. Um, no, but I. I, well, but for me, the word depression has a lot of meaning. For me, that's like everything. Yes, there was anger. Yes, there was, you know, victoria.
1: All of those things. Um, yeah. But,
0: but I that does help me to acknowledge just because I remember, like, I remember like it was yesterday. Not mm-hmm. to use a cliche, but, but how, just how depressed I was. And that's the big change okay. for me. Um,
1: well, I'll take that. Take it. And, and uh, I would venture to say if you replaced you know that feeling with the presence and the presence is, is to me you know seven out of the 12 steps deal with higher power that's the one thing i got that a lot of people don't get to go to meetings that i hear sharing right seven out of the 12 steps has something to do with a higher power and finding that so to me that's what it all became about right. so if i'm in that if i'm in turning it over i'm in the presence i'm not in the back right i'm not back there Of course I remember what it's like. That's why you share at meetings, because you talk about what it was like so somebody can identify with it. Right. But for my own self. You don't want to focus on that. I'm definitely not focused. There's no question. I'm focusing on, you know, on turning this around. I mean, I have reminders all the time. Right. My parents are a reminder. My sister's a reminder all the time. Of alcoholism, of depression, of of uh, triangulation, right. of abuse, of narcissism—all that is very present in my life. It's there. Right,
0: right, right. But
1: what else is there? Is transformation, change, positive positivity, uh, uh, prayer, meditation, serenity. Right. All the promises coming true. Right. Intuitively, know how to handle situations which used to baffle me. It baffled me on how to handle what you call depression, or how to right. handle rage, or how to handle any of those things. Right, right, right. So if I'm all-encompassing of all those things, I could be any of those things in any one day or any one moment. Right, right, right. It could right. be all of those things. Right. But now it's so replaced with things like laughter. Right. You can't laugh and be depressed right. in the same space. Right, right, right. They can't exist at the same time. Right. So which is a lot of my shift took place.
0: Right.
1: A literal shift into... Into happiness, into fulfillment, into service. And so this, I start shifting those things. And then the other goes away anyway. Right. So it's not like I have to go, I, I was depressed or I was a rager or any of those things. I, don't, I can acknowledge that, that they existed. But it's where am I, where am I today? And that's right. the most important thing is, is it is about today. Totally. Absolutely. So, and I'll tell you, I cannot believe how infinitely beautiful my life is today. I mean, it really is, and it was all foundationed right in the program, right That's what did it, right. you know that's not that's not what does it every day
0: do you and what do you do in order to maintain this? the
1: It's the maintenance, yeah, you know yeah. intuition intuitively you know how to handle yeah. situations. intuition is only born out of repetition. so the repetition needs to take place of right. uh, of the uh, the prayer, the meditation, the service, the kindness. The, uh, the spiritus, which is a Latin word for breath, you know, allowing the breath of you know, a spirit in, you know, I call God, you know, whatever I, I say big G a lot of times. Big G's coming. You know, I let the big G handle it. Right. And I am telling you, I've gotten out of, not out of, I've gotten into such, such more gratitude and a grace because of this turning over yeah. on a moment by moment basis, right. not just period, the or
0: whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or at
1: all times. I could have let's say I have a moment with you. We've yeah. had two conflicts already. <laughs> okay.
0: I thought we were having fun. Go on.
1: No, okay. So what I can do with that, yeah. let's say it got really bad or yeah. escalated, which it still could. How much more time do we have? Yeah, it still no. could.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for you.
1: I have the old me right. The old obstinate, yep. righteous, stubborn uh, you know, guy, yeah, who's gonna take you down, right? Okay, to right. Chinatown, right. okay. Now there's that guy, and he starts fighting. Yeah, he does start. He starts a little bit. He starts a little nudge, a little fight. You know, there's still that guy there. Right. I am still Craig Shoemaker. I'm still that. But what happens is, the second I allow the breath of the big G to take over, then I realize how unimportant it is, right. how okay it is. And then your energy changes, my energy totally, changes, absolutely. I shift and then you shift. Right. Both of us, when we were about to have a conflict, we both smile, we both right. laugh, that comes into it now. Right. So living my life like that, right. instead of escalating and taking it to the point of you know, physical or run out of the room right. or I hate that or go gossip about right. you know, the experience, right. now I have these experiences which are all you know, go to another level you know and, and
0: it's like the pause when agitated kind of
1: thing. Yes exactly it's in the big book but i just do it a different a little different way i talk about spiritus the latin word for breath and it's the breath right. of it's the breath of this higher source and it's a source energy that takes it takes over right. everything right and then the divine comes in instead of my own self will run right. riot That's what comes in.
0: Well, also, for me, I'm relating. So Mm -hmm. don't you even begin to think I'm arguing.
1: Um, (laughs) No, argue with
0: me. (laughs) But, like, it's also the realization, you know, for many years in sobriety, I thought winning was winning. And then I was like, oh, winning an argument is losing. Because I'm the one who ends up angry afterwards. I'm the one who's, like, almost in tears. I'm the one who has this person dislike me. You know, and that realization that, that, you know, it's like, oh, that would you rather be right? happy business. It's like Absolutely. I would rather I used to think oh I'd rather be right. No. Mm. Uh-uh. Let them win.
1: How are you going to retrain that? The only way you're going to retrain that is a higher source. Right? right? That, that That's the only experience. way to retrain that particular aspect of you. Right. And then the other one is and I talk about this in my book. I have a book coming out. It's a, the, it, it, it's called Grace book.
0: Oh, okay. And I'll when tell you what it, I'll out? tell
1: you what it is. It's a it's a, it's a book. I'm I've become a big energy guy yeah. where I respond to energies now. Because I'm present enough to do it and mindful enough to do it. This is how I I don't react anymore with those quick reactions. I shouldn't say I don't do it anymore. I do it a lot less and I get to the serenity faster now because of reprogramming. That's what the program is. You're reprogramming a system that is off. They would have sold my computer a long time ago for scrap and not gotten much for it. But I talk in the book about an experience that I had. With my ex-wife, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is the one that took me to my first meeting.
0: So that 13, that creative thirteenth, yes, worked out.
1: Yes, well, I'll tell you how it worked out. I, I was, uh, she was, you know, we we're both young, new to L.A. actors and actresses and stuff, and, and she and her friend uh, were at, we were at a party, and we just started dating and sleeping together, or whatever, and I, and I said, get your beer, and they they both went, no, we don't drink, right, and I. Literally, did not know what that meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that just did not right. respond with. I did, 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 did. I was way off, and I went. What do you mean you don't drink? You're on solids. I mean, right, what does that right, mean? You don't right. drink? I'm going to go get you a drink. Right. And I go. No, we don't drink alcohol. We're alcoholics. And that is another thing. It's two right. two hot actresses. were not Mr. Plunkett, who I always thought was the alcoholic with a big right. bulbous red nose with the exploding right. corpuscles or whatever. That's right. a drunk with a brown bag. Yeah, That's an yeah. alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, and they said, "No, we go to AA." And I'm going, "What the?" Heck? And then I drank their beers for them, by the way. Of course. Yeah, of course. Let me show you. You know. So that's what I was. And then he took me to my first meeting, which was a very powerful moment in my life. That was the, you know, one of the top moments of my life because that's when everything changed. Even though I went out again,
0: right? You've heard stuff. That's when. Oh,
1: but no, that's the day that I knew it. I never thought it until I said it and acknowledged those words, Hi, I'm Craig and an alcoholic, which you had to do because they went around the room on Hollywood and Gardner right, right, Monday right. night. And I went, and I said it for the first time. I was sweating. I mean, the sweat right. that was coming off me, no stage could have ever caused this. Right. I mean, it really right. was incredible how... Just say, saying those words.
0: Right, right, right. And
1: I remember being so self-obsessed going, I hope I say it right. You know, as if anybody there really said, oh, the way you said it that night was, yeah. uh, you know, 25, 26 years ago. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, uh, it all shifted that night. So she dumped me because I was a newcomer. Then we dated again, dumped me because of whatever. And then I ran into her one night at a meeting uh, 15 years ago. And then we conceived our child that night.
0: Wow! Okay. And I married
1: her, and and then um, I realized at that time it was sort of typical for me, is I see red flags and paint them green. And I'm one of paint these. White. I'm one of these rescue yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. real rescuer. Yeah. But it started with I try to fix my mom up with guys all the time. Right. right, I, right. I have a, a great oh, story I've about that. Oh, heard
0: you say that. Yeah. Like, and you you would write letters to like yes. famous athletes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I got actually one finally returned. Tim McCarver, the catcher. For the Phillies, but you he should didn't meet go my mom. He didn't go out with her, but he listen, there was a payoff. Um, I told his partner. Now this is forty years later. I told his partner, Joe Buck is uh, on Fox Sports. Yeah. I said, I told him a story. I wanted this guy, you know, to have catches with me, and I had a whole illusion. Right, right, right. And I, and he wrote me. He finally wrote me. He wrote me a ball. He signed a ball. He's right. a famous catcher and right. broadcaster. and It says, "Dear son, time to grow up." Right, Love right, Dad, right. a.k.a. Tim McCarver.
0: Right.
1: Which leads to the title of, of my other book called God's a Slow Motherfucker. There, I cursed Because <laughs> right. it does. It takes time. It I mean, and that's how that's how the divine works, is it does take time. And I want to do things now. Right. I wanted to be married then, and I wanted to have a kid then, and I right. wanted it now. Right. And that's Craig. That's yeah. the alcoholic. I want yeah, it yeah, now. Right. And then I want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want more. And um, so what happened was... Uh, about eight years ago now you know separated this was not going to happen this, there was no way we should have been together and it was really tough and she put me through literally the worst days of my life way worse than my drunken days
0: the divorce you mean
1: oh yeah put me through and now my now wife through the a hell that i could never even express to you really? accusing me of molesting my kids oh, and oh, i mean everything she's got terrible issues you know like borderline personality disorder and it manifests in a way like this this victim and draws other people into the whole fold and now it becomes this drama drama heavy and courts it cost me a million dollars to for my kids and i had one mantra the entire time and this includes bringing my now wife into my life. Is I said, I want people to know who I really am, not who they dictate me to be. And that became a mantra. It was a really wonderful mantra that I'd right. never heard anywhere. Right. But that's the one that kept me, and it drew in the most amazing person of my life is my wife today. Right, right. I mean, every moment of every day, we're, I love her.
0: Right.
1: And it's every second of every day but but I mean it's amazing to live like that and I never dreamt that right, right. never could have thought that and that only happened because I drew in somebody through a source or a higher source right. and not through my own head and thinking and it needs right. to be like this right. she needs to look like this Right. you know what I mean right. and I drew in this what was meant to be was I want someone to just see me from, and now guess what I ended up with my kids now you know she tried to take them away and would have had me in prison and everything else But here's what I was talking about with surrender, was one day we're going to court and uh, we go to court and this one was over restraining orders because I had restraining orders against her and her two brothers threatening oh, my, my life. God. It was just, it was that ugly. They were threatening my life because these brothers believed that I was molesting right. these kids.
0: But they didn't know yeah. their sister was, or whatever. They no, no,
1: no, no. Of the course Christ. they don't. Of course they don't. That's how people are, especially with borderlines. Borderlines suck you in, just like she sucked me in. Yeah. So they're geniuses yeah, 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 at yeah. convincing people that they're these wonderful people. But if you ever look at their real track record, right, right, right. like the stuff on paper, it's like, wait a minute, no job, no career, no education, no nothing. Right. Wait a minute. You're a failure and you're right. accusing this guy. Right. Nobody looks at it like that. They just look at, oh, the innocent damsel in distress and they put it out. They're going to rescue her too.
0: If they're part of the dysfunction. Yeah. But of I course
1: they yeah, are. Yeah. Just yeah. like I was. Right. And of right. course they're going to go for this. Right. Uh, I went for that, what she said about her her ex before me. I'm right. oh like, that creep? I wanted to kill him. So uh, it ends up in court. And a big, the, the one big drunk brother comes out from New England and big red faced. 400 pounder. He starts lying about me on the stand. And I went like this. I went like that. And the judge reamed me. He goes, you do that in my court again. You are out of here. And I went, whoa, that didn't go well. That, by the way, means I'm righteous. That was me being righteous. Again, I got to look for the messages that I'm getting from a higher source. I go the next day and he goes, you're coming back the next day, all of you. Oh, boy. That didn't go well.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Out of control, you know. And uh, and I, by the way, my, my lawyer is a friend of mine who's uh, sober uh, about five years more than me. We've been friends for all these years. <laughs> Little did I know, our friendship will lead to her being my divorce lawyer. Right. So I go, and I said, I'm doing a commercial. I had to shoot this. Thank God I ended on time. I, and then the epiphany happened. I called her up, and I said... We're issuing mutual apologies before the court. We're out of here. I'm doing this for my children. She goes, I'll run it by them. I get to the courthouse. There they are writing their apologies. And I'll I'll make a long story short. She says, I I hand her mine. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote more. Because it flowed Mm -hmm. through me. Mm -hmm. And it was zero, zero put responsibility or accountability on them. It was all on me. It was full accountability. This was major step work. Right. They talk about, in the big book, they talk about your part in something when you're doing your fourth step. By the way, your part isn't dismissed. That's what a lot of us, and I thought this before, we're 100% responsible. Not partly. You're a hundred percent responsible for the resentment. Right,
0: right. You're a
1: hundred percent and that was a part I didn't yeah, understand. That's
0: interesting. And, it, yeah.
1: and 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 because people go, oh, what about if you're raped and all that? No, you're a hundred percent responsible for that resentment. And that's what had to be done in this in this amends that I right. made. I saw thirteen pages handwritten. She grabs it and she goes, You see the world through rose colored glasses. That's not how the court system works. I said, You know what? You don't know what it's like living like this. I'm done. I'm done, Susan. Take this. She goes, I'll read it and then I'm done. And I quit. She goes, It doesn't work like this because she had done all this work on me winning and winning, winning, winning.
0: Right, right, right. It's not
1: winning because I was miserable and upset right. and just caught in this bad paradigm. Yeah. She goes in, I swear this is true. She starts reading the letter and it's a closed courtroom. You see pff, a tear. Um, jumps onto the paper. She uh, starts crying. I'm shaking crying. I look over my ex, she's crying, her brother's crying, the bailiff is crying. The stenographer she's that, reading
0: out loud? Yeah, she's
1: reading oh, my apology oh, letter, thirteen oh, pages yeah, out yeah. loud for the for the yeah. judge. Right. He starts crying, the judge. Oh, yeah. So because a healing was taking place, yeah. and this was only God that could be doing this, right. not me. I had nothing to do with this. Who comes up with a stupid solution like that? I'm going to write apologies. Right. That's not a human response. Right. That's only... So guess what happens? So they do their cursory apology. They did one of those AA things. If you feel I did this, I'm sorry, right. <laughs> which I hate. Right. That's right. not taking responsibility. It didn't matter at that point. The right. judge goes, wow. Wow. I've never seen like this in all my days on the bench and as a lawyer. I've never seen it. Thank you so much for the courage. And he goes, now turn to your lawyers, give them a hug, and thank them for the courage it took to do this. I'm thinking, yeah, she's quitting a couple minutes ago. But right, right. everyone's bawling. The assistant lawyer's baw- crying. And what took place was a surrender. And that's the day where I really got on another level of what surrender really means. Is You're surrendering old ideas. Right. You're surrendering winning it the way you think winning is. Right. And guess who won? Right. Anyway,
0: yeah, I did. You did of from
1: this surrender, right. not only did I get technically—I mean, the technical stuff of more time with the kids, and now you know I'm in charge and all that kind of stuff. Not only did I get that, but I got the serenity, and I got the children to finally open up to who I really am, because she was trying to bombard them with these this information on who she said that I was and everyone else. And you know what I have today? I have a happiness, peace, serenity, a marriage. And it's fully love. Right. It's full love, and and that's that's divine as well. So that's what happens with that's my surrender story. One I, of them. That,
0: I really understand that. And yeah. I think do you? Re- yes, and I think it's really really well said because, and I also think that when the heart surrenders or whatever you want to call it, the results don't even really matter anymore because right. you feel different.
1: Exactly, and, and they're not the results you ever can paint anyway.
0: Right, right. I mean, it's like that well, there's that story that always affected me, and it's in the beginning of the big book, of like, the guy who cheated over, who cheated his partner, and then he was sober, and he it's like, it's like he didn't know what to, how he if he went mm-hmm. and, and, and t- confessed what he had done, how he had like you know, oh, he'd screwed over his partner and then badmouthed the partner. Mm-hmm. And, he, and how could he do this, because if he went to jail, he wouldn't be able to provide for his family, and he talked it over with his sponsor. Oh, they don't use the word sponsor in the big book, yeah. but whatever. Right. And then, and then you know, he, he decided that he couldn't live like that, so it didn't really matter if he went to jail. He yeah. would have to do that. And of course, it all worked out. But right. like, my other thing that I was thinking, too, is I know I don't change until I'm in so much pain mm-hmm. that, that changing is less painful. Than um, oh, living yes. away, so it's like all the hell you went through with oh, that God. relationship yeah. is what made you find the partner that you have today, because it made you see like I and don't appreciate
1: that. on a daily basis.
0: Well, and that's what I was talking about with like, depression. You I understand. Bring up our I understand heaven
1: now because right. I've been to hell. Right. And I understand it and embrace it, and continue the, to do the things it takes to stay there. Right. You know, every night, me, my children. I now have three children. I have one with her and two with the ex. And now one on the way, a girl on the way. Congratulations. Every night, no matter how old they are, we eat together. We do a gratitude list. And it centers us in a new pattern of living, of which I do not come from. I come from still feeling like I'm going to get evicted, still have abandonment stuff. You know, oh, my God, they're leaving me. Still have all of those things that are, they don't go away completely. And that's what I think you're talking about with the depression. They don't go away completely. But what does happen is it dissipates. Hey, Joel. How's it going? Hey, this Joel. This is Anna. Hey. Hi. We're doing, hey. doing How are a you? we're doing a podcast. You're right on here. You're on, on my podcast. Re- oh, Congratulations. Sorry. I
0: can uh, be quiet. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I know we're we're going long. Oh my God. I know you you know you talk, Craig.
1: I do for I a just, living.
0: I just sit here and listen.
1: Promote my shows. They um, can go see what it's like to be uh, clear headed, and what manifests is the is is more. Enriched creativity, because there's more. You're more in touch with the creator, and that's who's that's who's coming up with this stuff. And it's it's never been better. To the point where I do talk too much. I do an hour and a half on stage at least.
0: Right, right,
1: right. (laughs) I do long shows.
0: Well, so okay. So how can people find you? Where? So you have
1: craigshoemaker.com. Yeah, spelled shoemaker. Yeah, no mocker. I'm not. No umlaut. Right,
0: right, not off right. Off the boat
1: from Bavaria. Right. Oh, everybody tries to make me a mom, just a little maker. Right, just maker. And then, uh, and then, is our podcast where we actually uh, take people through guided lapidation, uh to uh, get through any obstacle. And we continue to have obstacles, and this uh, allows, again, it allows the breath of spirit in you. Instead of your mind taking over, we engage your body and your spirit when we do the Laffedation, when you laugh. Mm-hmm. That's what's also being engaged. It's not just up in your head anymore, mm-hmm. which is where depression lies, which is where thoughts about depression lie. It mm-hmm. all lies in your head. So to um, to break through and and initiate a healing, we do these guided Laffedations, and our show is a lot about... Getting through whatever you're going through. Right. You know, it could be Crohn's disease. Right, right. Which uh, I don't have anymore.
0: So, okay, but so that show, like, you're, so how many, so you have two podcasts?
1: No, I have one called com. It's called Laugh It Off.
0: Yes. And And that's with the two co-hosts.
1: Yes. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're, Joel just walked in and Sarah's a co-host. And and we've got a great chemistry now. Because we're all at different points in our life and all different spaces and paths and ages and I think, you know, they're single and young and, you know, still fresh in the business. And you know, I'm right. the, the grizzly old veteran with the wisdom and so right, forth. Right, right, right. And then I'm also seeing clients now, too. I do, you know, I am my doctorate and I'm seeing clients, uh, individual clients. I do energy work with them, and uh, which is another thing that's happened in sobriety. Once you clear... Once you clear the mechanism, yeah, so much more can be delivered, and things you couldn't have written, I couldn't have written this stuff out. So, I, so
0: you have a, like a PhD in um,
1: humanities, and I and I and I, but I did a lot of uh, work in this uh, in the world in the world of um, you know psychic uh, energy uh-huh. work. And I can feel things and see things in people that they might be blocked from seeing. What and, are you seeing and, and
0: feeling in me? Sorry, I'm a narcissist. Are you? No. That's but... what
1: I see. No, no I don't. No. <laughs> you really want me to do a reading? I could do a reading for you.
0: Well, no, I don't know, do I? I feel pretty clear these days. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you're sensing just how great I'm doing.
1: Well, you're you're, <laughs> you're already answering. <sighs> no. But but... I, what I'm saying is, okay, I'll give you the quick reading Uh-oh. on what just took place. okay. Okay? Okay. You kind of don't want to be read because you don't want to explore certain little territories that you kind of put away for a little bit. You put them in a compartment. And mm-hmm. you'd much rather live in the, in the I'm really happy world than possibly be out of control and listen to what I might have to say in the way of there could be some other things to explore. It could be. This is this is territory. Yeah, even I mean, it's possible. Even doing energy work the way that I work, most people don't even know what that is, and they're right. afraid of it. Right. So there's a little tentative, a little tentative feeling in 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 your asking as well.
0: Well, I mean, I live in LA, so I've been to like a bunch of healers and stuff yeah. like that. Like I what the cranial sacral therapy. Right. Was super. That was the closest I came to energy work. Yeah. But like, I mean, I also feel like. You know, I'm in therapy every week. Like it's been a lot of years and work getting to this happy place, right. and so like let's not fuck with it right now. Since there you it, go. since that's, like
1: that's exactly what I was reading.
0: But really, all I want when I say <laughs> "Tell me what you see in me" is to hear good things.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, that's like,
1: that's part of what I'm saying. Is <laughs> it's, it's scary. It's scary to, uh, to first of all to be revealed and we have your and there's Especially thousands of people to listening. All
0: my millions of listeners. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. So so there's that. There's right. that element as well. So right. we could set up a private session and I will go devastate deeper. me
0: with I like, will go what's deeper. really wrong that I don't know it's about. Not
1: no. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's it's really a lot of it is what's right and needs to be as you were talking about the word depression is a lot of it's about acknowledging.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just acknowledgement. Of where you are, where you can go, the possibilities. You know, I live in possibility now. Right. And I don't live in the, the, you know, the other way of it's going to be taken away. I mean, I had a lot of that. Right. And, 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 And in my hope message is the possibilities have come true. Right. And not in ways you, you know. Planned. I couldn't have written this. Yeah. I couldn't have written this out if you gave me like a stack of pens and a, a, an unlimited paper in a cabin like Thoreau. Right. I couldn't have come up with how wonderful and enriched this life is now. Right. And that doesn't mean I. I made more money in the '90s. Right. But I've always made really good money. Right. But that's only happened through being sober and being clear and being present and changing and listening. Right. And heeding what people say, and sometimes I resist right away. You know, the immediate resistance, but. I remember even creatively, a guy said to me, the industry uh, says you need a better point of view. And this, uh, hey, what do you mean? I started doing my, you know, I can argue with anyone. You know? What do you mean that. the industry? Yeah. What is it, some big amoeba? Do they all have one big meeting? There's thousands of people. The whole industry got together and said, Craig Shoemaker a needs a new idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He needs an identity. And I argued with the guy. And that was the moment, though, that I might have argued with him, but a change did was initiated It right. took place. And that was the moment where I said, Why don't you get your identity and make it clear? And by the way, I was really on top of my comedy game at the time for laughs, but not for the really good stuff. So since that point, I put my sobriety into my work, and that is I share only myself and my experience, not my opinion. And I learned that from AA, by the way. So if you watch my show, you hear these stories and stories and stories. Of course, there's exaggeration, comedic exaggeration. But the kernel of it is true. and only the truth can really make you laugh there's some identification of truth in you either I felt like that I never want to feel like that again whatever it is that's with a comedian if that's what they're doing and you're responding to it there's some identification of honesty and integrity and and, uh, true self and authentic self that is being exposed if a comedian's really good and I think I know that comedically I've never been better. I mean, right. that podcast, too, is we're really getting it. Now I have other people involved in that, so it's not a, mo- a monologue. Right. And they're getting the chemistry as well, and we're just having a blast. And our numbers are going up with us.
0: Right, right, you know, right. As we well, develop. So, okay, so if people wanted to have a session with you, how would they do that? Just they go to
1: craigshoemaker.com. Craig Sch- no, I'm, I'm starting to do Skype. Oh, I sure? can feel it over Skype. I just did a client over Skype because okay. she travels a lot. And, uh, I see things in people that, that, uh, they're blocked from. Right. And I always ask for, ask for permission to right. go there because, right. um, and if they say no, then that's fine. Right. They're just not ready at right. the time. and There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're, you're ready when you're ready. It's just like when you get sober, it's right. like, you know, who knew? I mean, I died one time from an overdose, died, hovered over my body in Jamaica, the works. It didn't stop me. It wasn't my bottom.
0: All right, what were that you was on? That was not
1: my bottom. I was on... Uh, as a matter of fact, when I went down, I'll never forget the words. I was like... I was hovering over, and the guy goes, Hey, man, pasty, man, did too much mushroom tea.
0: Mush, uh, you overdose on mushroom tea? Mushroom
1: tea, uh, ganja cake, um, red stripe beer, cocaine, uh, meth, uh, and a whole combination. I did that, uh, and I went down, and I was done. And I actually thought that I would never leave that island. When they revived me, there was a nurse, they revived me and I never thought I'd leave the island again. I thought it was going to be one of those burnout guys in a trench coat that comes up to you and says, "Uh, the inside of an electric generator looks like the Roman numeral 21. I mean, I thought I'd be one of those guys. Oh my God, run, run, run. It's him. And I really had that conscious thought. It was the devil and God arguing. When I was spinning, right, they were going, come with me. No, ah. you're mine. It was so spooky, and it still wasn't my bottom. It was for a couple of days I stopped, but no, went right back. And, well, that's you know, the
0: thing. I mean, I think bottom's, bottom's your like, bottom. That's the misconception people have. Yeah. They're like, oh, it has to be. They're like, what happened? Yeah. You changed. I was like, oh, I wanted to kill myself every day for like a year. That's yeah. what happened. And then one day you yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah
1: you know one day you didn't and you still might want again but now you got tools to deal with that right th- those impulses or those feelings
0: right right yeah
1: now why did you want to uh why did you want to kill yourself well did you just have a self esteem thing
0: uh, well i think that um i mean i, I you know depressions in my family <sighs> so i was like always a little bit, i was always depressed and then i was self medicating with cocaine mm-hmm. and alcohol and Ambien, not realizing that I'm actually incredibly sensitive to chemicals. And if you put a stimulant and a depressant in a totally depressed person, that's just going to drive you down and down and down. And I thought cocaine was my answer. I had convinced Uh myself that that was the the good thing in my life. And so then I would say, well, this, I kind of consciously knew this is killing me. And yet it's the most important thing in my life. So I can't stop it. So what do I, I could only die. That's the only answer. And I had no, I mean, I went to rehab sort of thinking this might be better than killing myself. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. Right. But I'll, but I can't do it the other way around. And where did you grow up? Marin County. Oh,
1: from Marin. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And you came to LA. I heard a
0: judgment in your voice. I'm not even going to explore it.
1: There was not. Marin. So you Uh, cannot do energy work because I had no judgment in my voice. (laughs) The only judgment was I predicted the wrong place.
0: What did you own That's
1: what you felt.
0: Oh, New York!
1: I did. I had an East Coast, at least. Right.
0: I don't but, know. I, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, I didn't have Marin, okay. so that's what you felt. Okay, so interesting. You do not get into so the energy work business. you're saying that I'm
0: close to energy work because I was correct in noticing a thought.
1: <laughs> I, I'm you take- did see a, a little bit of a disconnect in me in there because I went,
0: oh. Yeah.
1: Wrong, energy yeah. boy.
0: I went to college in Connecticut, and I, I lived in New York a couple times. There Look, you it, go. Oh my god. There like, you go.
1: So it's back. It's All right. back.
0: You you haven't uh, lost your gift. I haven't lost it. Um, but yeah. So okay, wait. We have a couple things to do, and then you have like real work to do. Um, okay. We play a game. Okay. On this podcast. Yeah. It's sort of a game. It's basically I make the guest guess which was not an episode of My Strange Addiction. Do you know that show? No. Okay, My Strange Addiction is a know television anything. show. I, I, I not Duck
1: to, Dynasty. You don't
0: need to know It's my favorite. Ask
1: me about Uncle Si. I, can tell I you can't okay, because go ahead. I,
0: I would be ill-equipped <laughs> to do that. But, um, right. but, but, okay, so My Strange Addiction was this show that may still be on, but basically they just had people with insane addictions. Okay. And it was, it really kind of... I like uh, that. Yeah, okay, so... Just know that that's the premise of the show. Got it. And now I'm going to give you three scenarios, and you have to guess which was not an episode of My Strange uh, okay. Addiction. Okay. Got it. See, you don't have to. I've never seen the show, and I can Great. play this game. I'll buzz in. Okay. Number one, the woman who chews on electric cords, who's addicted to chewing on electric cords. Okay. Number two, the woman who's addicted to eating drywall. Okay. And number three, the woman who lives as an, who's addicted to living as an adult baby.
1: Okay, it's for sure the first one is legit. And lives as an adult baby? Yeah. I'll go drywall.
0: Nobody ever gets this because I am I create good... Electric Chords was the made-up one.
1: No! Yes,
0: that's why this is a good game.
1: That that makes you that great of a writer. I was the one where I went, that's I've right. chewed Electric Chords.
0: Right, I know. That's,
1: I didn't have to go to a meeting for it, but you know.
0: But that's, that's the skill of the question writer is that you have to write one that sounds more realistic than the ones that they have because what they have is so outrageous.
1: I was actually trying to do something different too as I was playing the game of I'm going to see...
0: My facial reaction?
1: No, the way you delivered the question. Like the last one I knew for sure
0: was real.
1: Uh, well, because yeah, you delivered it. You, you delivered it. Whatever
0: like... Whatever you did didn't work. You, I hate to point out. That's the true. Obvious. That's true. So, but I mean, bring it. It was into down the to process. the drywall
1: on the first one though, because okay. the last one you delivered like this. I'm just telling you. For the next person you do it yeah. to, you went like like this is the one that's real. But the first ones are really clever.
0: Well, <laughs> so, I do. Okay, okay. So next like time you deliver the third advice, one, the third one
1: on the microphone and that we start off the show with advice. I gave you advice to get two microphones. I'm gonna do this it. This went well, by the way, with no microphone. Just, How do you know? I don't know if it got picked up or not, but...
0: you ha- Ye have little faith, I told you.
1: Okay, I got... No, I've got... But I'm
0: still going to... I'm going to still take your um, okay. advice. Okay. And so then I asked for a question from Twitter yes. about addiction. So we got t- a couple options. We'll, we're going to pick okay. one of them. Got it. Okay. One at Rudy Hoffman 6H asked, How should I react to an addict friend who went through my stuff and stole my prescription drugs? That's question one. You're going to pick one or the other. And then at Timothy Patrick, uh, Patrick with the C, N-H, he asked, can in one-night addiction breakdown send you into a tailspin? Uh, And then I asked him to clarify, and he said, I mean, a former alcoholic has a few drinks at a bar. Can one night send them into a tailspin? Which do you want?
1: I guess I'll take the... uh I'm going to take the second one for a reason. Okay. Because I don't like to talk to people about prescription drugs because I have too many opinions. <laughs> okay, good. Let's leave that
0: alone. You know, there are only so many hours in the day.
1: <laughs> but I, exactly, and people people who like prescription drugs don't like my opinion on trying alternatives. Right. Yeah. yeah right, I'm right. On, every alternative is what my perspective is. is And I also have the perspective of that you can talk any doctor into giving you a prescription. I know that to be true. Oh, of course. Because I've done it. Yeah. So anyway, not to say that there aren't people that need them, but there are some that don't to convince themselves that they do. So that's the answer to the first one. Now, the second one was the tailspin.
0: Yeah, it was basically like one night, like what I talked about, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Or no, I mean, he's talking about something, like he's saying, like, if, an, if a sober person yeah. goes and drinks one night, cannot send them into a tailspin.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Now you're out again, and yeah. you'd be in. I'll tell you the tailspin I went into. You start remembering the people that are in the program with you. <laughs> right, right, right. You could. I couldn't drink them away. Well, that's each drink say. that I would try, and every snort of Their cocaine. Oh my God, there's Sammy. Oh, he handed me his card and said, "Call him whenever," and I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, right. he's not going away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was trying everything. No, I went into a major tailspin, of course, but there's always room for you to come back. Right,
0: right, you right. You know,
1: there's always a seat and there's no admission for this thing. There's just the admission that you're an alcoholic. That's yeah. your only cover charge. Yeah. And that's it. And, you know, and you know, call call yourself an alcoholic. If you're a drug addict, call yourself an alcoholic anyway. What the hell? Exactly.
0: I you're mean, not, that was my it thing. It doesn't
1: matter what you call yourself. It just matters that you get uh, you get this program. The way it's written is infallible. It doesn't have any... There's no mistakes in it. Right. Believe me, I've tried. It's fully vetted by many people who have tried to prove this thing wrong. Right.
0: Right. But
1: it's principles before personalities, and And the principles of the program are are absolutely perfect. Anything you're going to come up with that's not is has to do with a personality that you know from a meeting, and they're ego driven or whatever it is, and they just don't get it, and they get it on the way they want to get it. Right. But the way it's written. It doesn't have any loopholes. Right. There's no holes. There's right. nothing except for absolute perfection. It was written by, you know, a higher source, basically. Right. You know,
0: I agree. With yeah.
1: That.
0: Um, well, that's a good note to end on. Yeah. There you go. Well, Craig, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Anna. What it a my pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. Now we get to fight with the.